Morning, morning, morning. Hello. It probably isn't even morning, but there you go. Another episode of Horizon Scan. Uh, neither of us have really been looking at anything, so we, we need to have a look now and see what the fuck has been happening in the world. So you, you're watching us work this out real time. Um, I've seen a couple of things. Well, how are you, Hugh? Are you okay? Oh, I'm great. I'm having a, I'm having a great weekend. Definitely nothing got catastrophic going on in my life. Anyway. Yeah. Well, super, super. Super. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. Well, I hope everybody else is happy. I hope everyone else's life's going great. Yeah. Right. Well, we're now going to have a, a flick through things and try and see uh, what's actually happened. So, uh, what are you Googling there? You were Googling Ireland. So, Ireland still seems to be going fucking mad. Ireland what? Ireland still seems to be going mad. I haven't seen anything in the past week that... Um, has made me think that they're backing away from this um, free speech madness. It seems like, mm. if anything, they're doubling down on it. So it seems fucking crackers. But yeah. it, I mean, it, it definitely seems to be the every story I've seen about it hasn't mentioned anything. It's not even acknowledging anything, any of it that. You know, legitimate grievances around why people are maybe feeling the way they are about the state of Ireland. Um, it's it's just pure finger pointing and name calling to belittle people's problems. And like whether you whether you think it's bullshit or not, that's just going to make people get more angry. It's like what do you, people are just going to get angrier and angrier? They won't be gaslit and told that they're fucking you know. Um, it's, 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 it's part of the reason Trump got in, isn't it? Because Hillary basically basically tarred a, a huge swathe of the population with with the same brush. Yeah. Basically, you, if you if you were considering voting for Trump, you're a fucking idiot. Or something, it was something. Yeah, you know, it was along the you, you, your low low level working class scum. Is what she's yeah. You know, basically, what pretty she's much. Yeah. It didn't work out too well for her. It's kind of, it's the same thing, isn't it? If you having said that, do you know where that didn't work? Where they labelled, where they tried to label, you know, a large proportion of the population um, badly, and and they got away with it, and that was COVID. That was- yeah, but I I think there's a reason for that though. I think the reason for it that was a different thing. Yeah. Different yeah, thing. yeah. And they could appeal to. I think I think with COVID, they could appeal to the science, if you know what I mean. It wasn't, it wasn't about opinion or what people saw with their own eyes, at least not at first. They could say, no, this is something that most people don't understand, it, it, you know, immunology, biology, fucking, you know, anything to do virology. Most people don't have an understanding of that to any sort of confident level in order to go bullshit. So that appeal to the science, this trust the science... It worked. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, if you call someone a racist, they can go, well, I'm not fucking racist. What are you on about? I'm not far right. I'm not this. I'm not that. But yeah, you could say, you know, you're you're behaving badly because you're not following these instructions from a, you know, an expert. Um, the the way they went too far with it was calling people anti-vaxxers. Now, obviously, some people are anti-vaxxers, and some people who didn't. Uh, have the vaccine and all that stuff during COVID are anti-vaxxers but there are plenty of people who weren't anti-vaxxers you know who didn't yeah. who didn't have it yeah but yeah you're right yeah it's just it's just 
the the there is like a lack of respect being shown to the public by the political class. I hate even I don't even like that terminology because it makes them sound like they're special in some way. Um, you know what I mean? And like yeah. currently, I don't I don't think they're worthy of the respect of the public. But it's like, it's being it's the other way around. But that that will backfire in people's faces. It's why fingers are getting uh, stuck up at governments all around the world, certainly in the West, because people are sick of being told that they're one thing or ignored, told that they're wrong, uh, and told basically told not to believe their own eyes. It's not going to work out well, and it's going to get messy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Obviously, everything in Ireland makes me think that that's going to chill out. That seems to only get, be getting worse. Uh, it seemed to me yesterday from stuff I'd seen that Conor McGregor is actually going to try and <laughs> get involved in politics properly. Hey, fucking hell. He is as as entitled to do that as any other man on the street. He is, but there is a lot. there are a lot of skeletons in his closet. Oh, 100%. However, I think it's going to be bad for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it will. I'm, I'm sure it will be. But skeletons in closets are one of the reasons that lots of people don't do things. And that, although obviously some of those skeletons are fucking, they can be genuinely bad. You know, Harold Shipman had some fucking sketchy uh, skeletons in his closet if he tried to get a job, you know, as a, as a doctor somewhere, if you actually look into it, if you went into politics. Um, but that skeletons in closet argument it kind of rests on the idea that everybody is has a clean slate and has, has never made a mistake and has a perfect, have had a perfect life and never, never fucked up, never been a dick. And that's none of us. I'm a villain. I've done fucking well sketchy shit. You know, we've all got skeletons in our closet. We've all made mistakes. We've all done bad shit. And if you don't, if you live your life not making decisions based on the fact that, well, what if they find out about this? It's a bad idea. And certainly with politics, you will get more... It's okay to acknowledge mistakes, but you'll get more respect from people if you just kind of own it and go, yeah, yeah, I did that. That's fucking bad. I've learned from it. And if you, as long as you haven't... It's not like a, a thoroughly repeated thing. It's probably okay. People will probably go, yeah, yeah, I'm a dick too. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to put Trump as an example. It's hard to argue that Trump is like a fucking diamond businessman. You know, if you look into him, he's fucked over loads of people in New York. But yeah. there's a, a huge, huge portion of the American public who like him, and I'm going to vote for him. And he's probably going to get in unless they fucking kill him or something else sketchy happens. But yeah, like cutting McGregor, I think fuck it, give it a go, big guy, go for it. You're entitled to do it. There is a record of people who were celebrities or whatever, or in another endeavour, getting into politics. Look at fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan. The Rock was up for fucking president at some point, so he thought about it. Um, yeah. We've, we've got, like, lower-level stuff in the UK. There's plenty of sportsmen and stuff who've got into politics. Um, yeah. Yeah, don't have an issue with it. Give it a go. At the moment, anyway, he's recognised that there is a need for a voice... And he is, because of the the money that he has and the freedom of movement that he has, uh, and the fact that I suspect he's probably coming to the end of his career, I don't think he's that, he's that interested in getting back into the ring. I'm not an expert on MMA. Somebody will tell me. doesn't seem that bothered um, about doing that again. He'll be looking for a new thing. So, 
by all means, big guy. Give it a go. Even if you are unsuccessful and just succeed in being a voice for people. Yeah, he's a businessman. It's a business move. This is. I think he, you know, he's obviously a very, uh, a very patriotic Irishman. So there will be a, a significant element of uh, that in his motivation, but it won't be the primary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, I think. Is it bad? Right, just uh, when I, when I, when I see EU countries having problems, is it bad that I think, oh, I quite, I quite like that because it means that the people who declared that EU was the best thing since life where we should never have left without them knowing that for a fact this sort of disproves it and I don't mean that as a I don't I don't mean this as a you know I'm I'm, I'm a Brexiteer and I think I believe we should have left I you know I don't know like when, when that vote came about I I don't know I, I I think people saying that they knew it was going to either going to be good or bad on the whole I think they were making shit up. I think you could look at certain industries or certain aspects of it and say, yeah, that's going to work out better or this is going to work out worse. But to try and declare the whole thing would be a, a failure of success. I think people are very disingenuous in saying that, especially big, you know, public eye figures. So now, and so now when I see, when I see like EU countries having the same problems we have or worse, um, I think, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it, you net, it just it, and even now it's too early to tell what's going down. I mean, if you look at, I don't want to turn this into a Brexit conversation, but like Nissan, have just, Nissan of Nissan of Nissan um, of two or three weeks ago now though, Nissan have basically uh, decided. I think they've either decided not to do a load of closures in the UK, or they decided to bring big a big chunk of their manufacturing back into the UK, and basically said as part of that, they're like, yeah, the impact of Brexit was like negligible. We were wrong coming back, you know, and 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 they are not a small organisation. Um, uh, it was one of those. I think it was too complex to be able to un understand why it meant. But it got so it got so divided. I think this is probably why I secretly like it. Like when I see EU, pro EU countries having problems, it's because of the not because of those public eye people who said, "Yeah, we know it's going to be." It's for the people that have put themselves in the camp. Is for the people that are still staunch Remainers, and and if you say, yeah, I voted for Brexit, or I wanted Brexit, or I think Brexit was a good thing, they disown you, or they totally attack you on on in social media, or they can't handle having a normal conversation. Those kind of people, and it, and it, and maybe that's because I think that not because it's a Brexit Remain conversation, because I don't like the people who put themselves to the camps and behave like that. The ideologically driven people, you know, the ones we talk about them all the time. You talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. That. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. But, I mean, if you look at yeah. talking about ideology, ideologically driven, we're on about the Brexit. No, not the Brexit. Sorry, the Ireland story. The Ireland story. I saw. A, I saw a tweet of this morning, and then looked it up. And um, there's a, a multicultural association. I think it's in Belfast. I think it's in Belfast. It has to be Belfast. Where is it? Belfast. 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 Yeah, of course it is, because it's Belfast. Yes, yeah, the Belfast multicultural. Association, right? And I can't. They haven't got a website. They got a Facebook page. I'm trying to see exactly what to do. It looks like they support small businesses and and the local community with donations and fundraisers and coffee mornings and things like this. I think, right? It also looks like they're headed by someone who is not does not have a Christian or British sounding name, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe he may be Christian, maybe British, but his name is of is of it looks like is of Arabic or Islamic origin, right? 
um, and this 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 charity has been the target of like arson attacks for a long time, so at least since last year, but looks of it, uh, to the point where they've had to shut one of their centres, and they don't appear to be doing anything bad, and the arson attacks appear to be religiously motivated, right? Now, maybe someone else would describe it as Islamophobia, like a hate crime. I, you know, I say it's less that, if it is the case it's religiously motivated, I say it's less that the people doing these arson attacks hate Muslims, right? I say it's more that they hate things that aren't Christian. <laughs> As opposed to just, you know, we're talking about Belfast here. Well, so, they hate other Christians, so fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Over there. yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, um, but the the thing that piqued my interest in this in this story was that okay, so a charity, yeah, a charity targeted in racist attacks uh, by uh, a charity targeted in racist attacks has been has been advised by police had been advised by police to reassure loyalist community leaders it was not running a mosque. <laughs> the advice was uncovered in, this, uncovered in a secret recording obtained by BBC Spotlight of a meeting between the Belfast Multicultural Association and Police. A justice expert described the approach as community policing gone very badly wrong. The PSNI said it takes the allegation very seriously. The meeting was in 2020, was held in response to a number of vandalism incidents on volunteers' cars near the charity's premises on Donegal Pass in South Belfast. Now, that premises got smashed up last year, I know this, and then February this year got burned down, like arson. Um, and they've had to close it down. Interesting that in that, in that, they're calling it... So, a charity targeted in... So, they're calling them racist attacks. Now, how do they know it's racist? That's an assumption of it, I suppose. Unless it's this is, but is it, yeah, that's my point. That's the problem with that. Yeah. How are they most racist? Like, if on the assumption that they haven't, they don't, they haven't caught who's responsible for it and don't know the motivation, they're assuming the motivation is racism. Yeah, but there's this this weird thing, isn't there, about conflating that happens all the time. They conflate a religion with a race. Now, there is obviously a pattern there. If you are from a certain part of the world, the chances are you are you follow a, a certain religion. But you know you are you can be a of a religion and not of a, a genetic background that sort of matches the stereotype of that. It happens a lot, and it's a problem because then you can be. I might have an issue with your the way some of your people from your religion conduct themselves. I might have a problem with your fucking religion. I might think it's fucking dog shit. Um, and I, I am perfectly entitled to think that. But as long as I'm not being, you know, I'm not attacking you, I'm not doing anything like that, I am allowed to say, I think your religion's bullshit, mate. That's not racist. It's not any sort of phobic. It's just like, I don't agree with the ideas that you follow. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm allowed well, it's not. I'm, it's, you're allowed I'm, to criticise religion. I, I am. I, I get it. But then I'm, now I'm thinking, well, what? how do they define Islamophobia? In this well, it's, it's kind of a bullshit thing, isn't it? Islamophobia. It's kind of a thing. I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, there probably is a, a way you could describe it that is accurate. But the way it's used, generally, is to say you can't 
it, you, you, if you criticise their religion, you'll get called an Islamophobe. Or um, if you criticise any other religion, criticise Judaism, criticise Christianity, criticise Buddhism. You know, it's you are entitled to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to get into a situation where people are off limits from criticism just because they profess to. No, but this is this is the problem with the this is the the main problem with the freedom of speech clampdowns that we keep banging on about. It's like, interesting you think touched on. This probably is the major thing about it. You're not allowed to criticise. Yeah. And right now it's not allowed to crit. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to criticise um, whatever the protected things are, the protected characteristics are. But it's, it's easy to move on. Hey, weren't, weren't we talking a couple of weeks about a, a couple of weeks ago about a rule where you're not you're not allowed to criticise the policies, government policies, compromise government, the, the, the greater good, the good of the country. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So What's that? Was it, was it Gove who was trying to bring it in? So it was, you could be, it would be, you know, some sort of, the, the thought was, this should be some sort of an offence maybe if you are undermining national, you know, the, the good of the country or whatever, yeah. Which was sketch as fuck because it's the most like broadest description of, uh, yeah, the most broad description of something you can't do. Yeah, especially when, especially when increasingly that the what is decided to be good for the country and good for the people is not being decided by the people. Patterns of these are patterns of uh, of action we see all over the over, all over the West now. We're seeing different versions of it. They're described differently. They have different sort of, they're put in place with the, the different rules of the, that country. But we're seeing the same thing happen everywhere. It's all the same sort of vibe of like, well, you, you guys, you like subjects, citizens, you probably need to shut up. And if you don't shut up, you might go to prison, guys. We, we will certainly do something to make your life more difficult. So maybe shut up and just let the grown-ups do it, but, you know. But the grown-ups aren't grown-ups. The grown-ups are fucking idiots who are currently um, making a mess. Yeah, there's a, it's like the comment we had on the, the live last time about um, it's all just coincidence and incompetence. I just don't think it is. I don't think it is coincidence and incompetence because it's all moving in the same direction. Yeah, controls on freedom of speech more, less power, or more power for the states, less power for citizens. Not a fan. Um, but the question is, it feels like, there feels to me like there's an underlying sort of race against time. And that sounds really dramatic, but I feel like it's fairly obvious that Western countries certainly aren't happy with how things are currently. They're a bit like, right, we're not being listened to by uh, politicians. We're going to try and vote for other people. We're going to move away from this, you know, the sort of, if you've got like a two-party thing or a, you know, mainstream party thing, we're going to try and move away from that because they've had their chance and they just, they, they keep fucking it up. It just seems like it's the same thing. My vote doesn't really mean anything. So even if it's a protest, I'm going to vote for somebody else. It seems to me like there is a race between that and the elections that are coming and the powers that are coming in to, or they, you know, are being pushed towards to yeah, to stop dissent, to give more control to them. So if you do protest, 
or you do say things that might go against the the wishes of the government, you're going to end up in the shit. People, there is this attitude we have, certainly in the UK, like nothing like that would ever happen here. We are the goodies. And it's, I just don't think that's true. Maybe it was once. I don't think we've been the goodies. We've done good things, obviously. Everybody has. We've done bad things too. Don't we think you need to feel guilty about that? You probably weren't born. But there is this, this thing of like, oh, well, we're, the, we're on the side of, of right and good and the bad things won't happen here. And I think people need to get into their head that bad things can happen everywhere and everybody thought that. And that's why the bad things happened. Because they got beyond the point of no return, going, oh, it'll be fine, or I don't like dealing with this, I don't like thinking about it. I'm sure other people will sort this out. And other people don't sort it out. Other people have got their heads in the sand, exactly like you have. Not you, specifically you. But maybe you, the listener. Um, Yeah, and then suddenly they wake up and it's a bit fucked and the country's not what it was. We're a bit ranty today, aren't we? (laughs) We're not ranting. We're ranting every time, guys. Every time. Ranting sad. Every time. Um, Not happy. Not happy times. No. Ireland's Ireland's interesting in that, you know, what's going on there now. It's like, it's almost like it's the last to the party. You know, like the last to the, you know, the mass immigration problem party. The last to the freedom of speech party. Is that true, though, or is it just that we haven't noticed? And like, I think, in yeah, maybe in Ireland it's obvious, but it, I think it appears that way. And also geographically, they're like they're on the extreme, you know, like they're on the, the extremities of the of the EU, aren't they? In terms of you know geographically, yeah, yeah, um, they're literally the hardest place to get to. But I think it's interesting, like because we do have stereotypical ideas and vibes about countries, don't we? Whether we like it or not, and Ireland's one is. You, I mean, if you're Irish, tell me if I'm talking shit. But from my perspective, anyway, my idea of Ireland is quite a chilled place with some hard people if they're pushed. But the general vibe is, can we just all fucking chill and have a nice life? Unless you piss people off, in, case, in which case, yeah, bad, bad shit. That's my kind of vibe about Ireland. And because of that, in my view, I look at it and go, it's surprising that their government wants to do this type of thing because I feel like they're, they're chilled uh, yeah uh, that might be my naivety yeah I mean when we're talking about Belfast we're talking about Northern Ireland yeah, by the way obviously yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I know but I'm talking yeah, free speech depends things. on where you are mate I think like my, my, my understanding of what Ireland I'm, I'm Irish like I'm literally yeah, yeah. part Irish anyway I'm an Irish citizen I have a passport there and I've got family there and um, I recently read, but I haven't said that. I'm still, I don't, I still don't feel like like I understand the culture. I just don't go there very often, often enough anymore. Yeah. I used to go all the time as a kid. But I re- and obviously we served there, so I have sort of a surface level understanding of the uh, the secularism and all that stuff over there. But recently I read a book which has just been released. It was released in September, and it's but it's called. Oh, Rough Beast. I think it's called Rough Beast, and it's by a lady called uh, Maria K. Maria Cahill. Um, the book is about. Uh, so she grew up in. Um, she grew up in a Sinn Fein supporting, IRA supporting, 
family. You know, uh, Jerry Adams would be a regular to the to their house. Um, her uncle was uh, a household name in terms of paramilitaries over there. A guy called Joe Kale. Uh, she ended up working for Sinn Fein. She never joined the IRA. She was asked to join the IRA four times. She never joined it. And the book is basically she ended up getting. She got raped by multiple times by a member of the IRA, and they, and and they they tried to police it themselves, investigate it themselves. Eventually covered it up and just sort of fucking destroyed it. Um, and she wrote a book about it. But that book, in that book, my God, I learned so much about the subcultures there and how, especially where the police is, police are concerned, the way the power and militaries work and their own policing of the communities and all the rest of it. And it's just, a, it just it's, it's so complex that um, it's sort of almost incomparable to anything else. Maybe some Balkan states you could you, you could uh, equate it to, or maybe some you know maybe some cities in in Italy. Maybe not now, but in the sixties and seventies, where the mafia concerned. Maybe you know areas of central London, the way that was you know back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, with the ga gangs there, organised crime and the craze and all the rest of that stuff. But like an island, it's also like a, on a national scale. The further south you go, though. In terms of um, actual island, the Republic, the, the further away you get from it, you know, the further the further from the border, the sort of the less need there is for parliamentary to step in. But what was the point I was going to make there? How do we get into that? Well, we're talking about my vibe, like my idea of what Ireland is. And then, to be clear, when I was discussing yeah. that, I wasn't talking about Northern Ireland. I was talking about Southern Ireland. I'm, I'm aware of the difference of the north to the south. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we got into it by my sort of like idea about Ireland as a vibe from somebody who doesn't live there <laughs> yeah the, the point I was going to make the reason I brought that up oh, I recommend that book to everyone by the way brilliant book, Rough Beast uh, the reason I brought it up is that when we talk about free speech and bringing, and bringing in laws or bills that appear to strip away the rights of citizens little bit by little bit in Ireland, you, 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 uh, Northern Ireland, no, you'd say that the government, they've got an additional problem which this would help them with, and that is the paramilitaries and the, 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 the policing that they do, self, not self-policing, the policing that the paramilitaries do, which undermines the police force. You know, you, you, what do they call it? Uh, the Northern Ireland, what was it? Uh, what's it called, the Northern Ireland Police Force? PSNI. Uh, PSNI, yeah. God is self yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they've got an additional thing that's could help them with. They're like their 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 ability to govern in many many areas, mainly in Belfast, is like undermined by these paramilitaries that still exist, who who aren't necessarily doing you know who don't necessarily exist to do what's good for the the greater good of Ireland and like you know the union yeah. the union and all that. It's different. It's a different thing now. Um, anyway. That's an additional motivating factor for a government in Ireland looking to bring in restrictive laws. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Because if you look at Southern Ireland, because I've obviously I've got a load of followers in the US from the SAG stuff, um, and obviously the Americans' idea about Ireland is always very different. To, well, most of the time, it's all very... So sometimes it's quite naive, um, but it's their idea about Ireland and the IRA and all that is, is very different a lot of the time to what UK people think about it. And I've comments on the podcast 
and just general chats I've had with them. They seem incredible. They're, they're looking at what's happening in Ireland with all this heat build stuff and immigration and everything. And they are, they can't understand why Sinn Féin is supporting it. They can't understand why the IRA aren't doing something about it. It's really quite interesting. Because like, in their view, their sort of you know, semi-naive view about it is like, you know, IRA were there for the good of Ireland and they're interested in the good of Ireland and all that stuff. And there was no other, there's nothing else about it. Um, and they don't, yeah, they, they don't get why the IRA, Sinn Féin, are just sort of laying down and not doing anything about it while this happens. They don't get it. And it's, it's quite a reasonable point in a way. It's based in naivety and an idea about, you know, a, a simplistic idea about uh, that part of the world. But it does kind of make sense. I mean, from what I've seen, Sinn Féin are supporting this. They don't. They haven't said anything about the immigration issues or anything like that. They're they're going with the party line. I mean, it's super complicated. I suppose. And I don't live there, so I might be talking shit. I'm just saying what I've seen. Well, you're saying that the people are pissed off that the, the IRA are pushing back on these these, these laws. Or the immigration. Not, I, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't seen Sinn Féin say anything about it. And I haven't seen anything, you know, paramilitary-based in in Southern Ireland uh, against this. Maybe that's just because I haven't seen it. But um, I've, I certainly haven't seen anything from Sinn Féin when their uh, representatives have spoken condemning it. They seem to be all for the diversity thing. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty progressive, aren't they? I mean, yeah, which is surprising, I think. Uh, maybe that's just my my sort of, you know, well, old view I've got of them from maybe you know twenty years ago. But that surprises me that they're for that. Not really. I don't. Not really. I mean, I don't no. know the institution thing, like, but I would assume that. <clears throat> I would assume that. This is going to be really obvious to people who, who know that know or from Ireland. yeah yeah that's right. good because uh, they so, can tell you my my assumption on this would be without googling it is that Sinn Féin have probably always placed themselves at least left of centre because their campaigns would have focused on the fact that their uh, crown loving opposition would be painted as conservative or right. And uh, and too too many rules and regulations and laws that we should, they, that the Irish shouldn't have in place simply because because the crown says so. Yeah, that's yeah. my assumption. Which would mean that if they, if that's where they started, the left centre, then that would naturally put them in a place to become more progressive as time goes yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Just pivoting into what they think the general consen the general consensus is in, in terms of what will, they think will win them more votes. And that is, oh, let's do the let's do the nice things and the polite things and 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 the inclusivity and the diversity, like um, huge drastic measures to try and improve. I say improve, improve those things if you think they're improving. And then, and yeah, yeah and, then, and then you've got a situation like now where they they are criticising people who say deport illegal immigrants. Yeah, maybe I'll just... Yeah, no, you're probably right there. I think you're probably right. Yeah. It's more, I suppose, they were always more about unifying Ireland than the good of Ireland, if you know what I mean. 
Mate, I'm just getting caught up between the difference between unifying a country and like a landmass and a people. Yeah. Um, and actually what's best for that place. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look here at what the part, where the party sit in on the, um, oh, an Irish political compass. I remember that political Ooh. compass thing we did. Yeah. 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 Well, they got on you for, for, right. Irish, right. Okay. So someone has done an attempt at an Irish political compass. Okay. They basically answered, but uh, they've answered all the questions for each party. Um, one second. So Sinn Féin are definitely left, but the disagreement, yeah, yeah. according to this, because I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the the political spectrum, you know, the Y-axis is authoritarian, libertarian, the X-axis is left and right. And it seems to be that people are looking at this and agreeing that Sinn Féin are left. But how libertarian they are is another question. Um, yeah, Sinn Féin left. Well, what else have we got? Anyway, or maybe yeah. because uh, people can't see it. So. Well, if you like, obviously, I'm assuming we do have some people who are Irish, live in Ireland, um, and know that we're talking shit or we're not talking shit. Comments, let us know we're talking shit. That's the whole. That is one of the reasons why me and you do this. It's because we, we know some things, but we also don't know lots of things. And if you know some things that are the things that we don't know, <laughs> then tell us. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's like, that's how we learn, man. That's how we learn. Yeah. Look, look, we don't we don't live there. People who live there, you know, let's get, yeah. let's get, tell us if we're talking shit or not. Like, for example, has has there been a, to you, does there appear to have been an underlying level of discontent over the last however many years, like we know there has been in the UK? Or for, for over a bunch of different things. People just aren't happy because life's been getting harder, right? And then that unhappiness gets demonstrated in big political battles that go on. Um, Brexit, obviously, prime yeah. example. You know, in America, Trump getting in, prime example. Um, so yeah, let us know. And it could, actually, we should we should remember this and try and come back to this on the next live, guys. If okay. Anyone, if anyone joins on there and wants to chat about it. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, we'll try and expand the live next time, just to speak about that briefly. I had a few... We've had a few people get in touch and say, oh, fuck, how do we, one, how do we join it? How do we do it? And another one was, oh, yeah, you should have guests on uh, from various backgrounds or whatever. I was like, well, the live is your opportunity to be a guest. It happens last Monday of every month, unless there's something that gets in the way, but generally last Monday of every month. And all you need to do is follow a link. I think if you're on a, you have to download an app, don't you? But it's, it's book shape. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, yeah. and you can join. You can either join just in the chat, or if you are, you know, an SME, or you are just somebody who wants to have their face on the internet, then you can join via a video link, and you can be in the episode chatting with us. We've only had one guy do, do that in the past, and it was good. Yeah, it's good. Anybody is welcome to do that. Um, tell us we're talking shit to our face. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, okay, well, yeah, that's Ireland sorted. Got that one squared. <laughs> we managed it. Butchered that. <laughs> yeah, no one else managed to sort Ireland out, we did. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? <laughs> Let me just have a quick... We spent, we spent 10 minutes there talking about Ireland, and then at the end of it, decided to acknowledge that we know fuck all about it. Yeah, yeah. After we, after we gave our opinions on it. 
yeah. yeah. At it. least we acknowledged it. At least we acknowledged it. Totally. Um, okay, so here's one you can do your fast fingers on if you if you want. Cause I don't think you've seen it. So there was a, an announcement yesterday uh, from the government in the UK about a load of like the biggest sweeping my immigration measures fucking ever, and everyone's very proud of it. Mr. Sunak's been very proud of it, and it's obviously complete bullshit because um, everyone's realised that they're fucked. They're basically, the Conservative Party and their their leadership have finally decided and realised that they're fucked and are saying, no, no, we are listening, we are listening, and we're going to do these things. And there's no data on anything, there's no anything. It's basically just, look, we're listening, please vote for us, we don't want to be uh, jobless. Um, obviously, Rishi Sunak won't be jobless, he'll just fuck off to the US and spend some cash money. But, um, yeah, the Conservative Party has finally realised that it's fighting for its existence, and is gaslighting everybody. Yeah, this is. The, I'm. I'm just going through it. I remember the details of this got leaked like about a month ago, and I looked yeah. at it, well, exactly the same thing as you because it's a fucking joke, right? What this <laughs> winds me up. <laughs> the measures they're talking about. These measures are. They are targeting people who try and immigrate here legally. Legally, I haven't seen yeah. anything that addresses the illegal immigration. So, it's, have you? Yeah, no, so it's probably worth saying, I, I mean, check the numbers on this. I think legal immigration is more than illegal immigration. And a lot of the problems with the legal immigration is that you get one person who should be here and is, uh, you know, we, we, in theory, we need that person because they're filling a role and they've come properly and done everything. And then they were able to bring, you know, five, six family members or whatever over time. And that's where the problem is. And that's why the, that number is so big. Um, but yeah, it's like, I saw it described as like a weird smokescreen the other day that the illegal stuff isn't really, it, it looks worse because it is just nutbags coming over the, over the border in boats and, you know, just turning up and oh, being a problem. Shit, I've got the numbers. Yeah, but the legal immigration is actually where the problem is. Holy fuck. Drop okay, them well, bombs. Drop well, those bombs. Legal. Oh, look at the illegal as well. Give me one second. Legal immigration. Okay. I might be talking complete shit. I might yeah. be talking shit. We know I'm a, a moron, but um, yeah, I'm fairly sure that's correct. Okay. Yeah. The Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. Uh, this is 2022, and this is from the Office of National Statistics, right? Uh, well, these estimates are provisional, experimental, and have a degree of uncertainty around them. We've improved our methods, most notably the inclusion of asylum seekers, which means estimates published in November 2022, covering year-end in June 22, have been revised. Total long-term immigration, well, this, is, this is 2022, was estimated at around 1.2 million for the year. Right? That's long-term immigration into the country, legal. Emigration, so people leaving, was just over half a million, which means that migration continues to add to the population with a net migration in 2022 of 600,000. Most people arriving to the UK in 2022 were non-EU nationals, approximately a million just under, 
followed by EU nationals, 151,000, and then there was 88,000 British who were returning out, having been uh, expats somewhere. Yeah. Um, people coming to the UK from non-EU countries for work, study, and for humanitarian purposes, included, including unique events, such as those arriving from Ukraine and Hong Kong, have contributed towards relatively high levels of immigration over the past 18 months. However, growth has slowed over recent quarters, potentially demonstrating the temporary nature of these impacts. Uh, the composition of non-EU immigration changed in 2022 with 39% of people arriving for study-related reasons, down from 47% the year before. Those arriving on humanitarian routes, including the Ukrainian schemes, went from 9% to 20% over the same period. Uh, both a slowing of immigration and a rising of emigration means that levels of net migration have levelled off in recent quarters. An estimated 606,000 pe more people arrived long-term to the UK than departed in the year end in December 2022. That's 118,000 higher than the year before. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so immigration legal is basically, it was 1.2 million in, in, um, in 2022. And it seems like that was probably a little bit higher, not a great deal, a little bit higher because of things like Ukraine and Hong Kong going patient. Mm -hmm. And only half, a, only half a million left. By comparison, illegal immigration in 2022 up to, okay, year end in September 2020. It was 33,000 in the first nine months of 2022. Yeah. So, uh, so like... Yeah. Illegal looks worse. Legal is, you know, is where, you know, if, is where it's at. You know, because I, I see, it, it's very difficult because you look at it and go, well, it's legal. So that's fine. You've done it properly. You've come in using some sort of scheme. Um, you've ticked the boxes and, that, and everything's cool. Yeah. You know, an awful lot of that will be, I can't remember what number you said. I think you said, the number but for study there's lots of people coming for study and obviously we know that universities are basically addicted to foreign students and the money that they bring um so they've, <laughs> they've kind of fucked without that now they really need it uh so yeah like there's still people here and they're they still put the same pressures on everything that the illegal guys do maybe different pressures but there's they still put pressure on things and not all of those people would be successful here. Some of them will struggle. Uh, they might have a job. They might not have a job. They might be in training. They might get have some training here, go some sort of scheme and then just fucking and, and go back. Um, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. says most of the, it says most of the students just stay here short term. So yeah. um, it says, uh, da, 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 da. sorry. No, I can't see it. I'll, I'll have a look for it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like well-meaning, legal, illegal. It's still more people in a, a country with, you know, finite, um, well, semi-finite uh, infrastructure. Because I, I say finite at the moment because none of it's getting better because the country's fucking skins. It's, it's more pressure, you know. It, and it, the reality is some of the reasons that the country's getting worse is because this isn't being handled very well. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's a good point. On that it's like the countries we we are not good at the minute. 
and like the, <coughs> the migration policies are one obvious area where we can we know like it's, it, it, there's loads of data there around it we know you know we know we know how to we know we can filter out for quality from people coming in to the country in terms of who we'd like you to study or who we'd like you to stay and work and who we wouldn't yeah, yeah. and that's just based on qualifications experience and skill set you know uh, and nothing else, um, uh, but like you said, there's loads of other areas we need to try and improve. It's just immigration is, is it's one of the obvious ones we can we can look at. But also from on the political side of things, it's one of the obvious ones that they know they can get support on. As in a party, can, they think they can get support and win votes on if it's been seen to, do, to tackle something for immigration, which unfortunately is probably the main driver for them trying to change these policies as opposed to actually wanting to make the country better. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that, that, that's exactly it. It's, it's a thing to stay in power, isn't it? Because they've been, as we know, people have, you look at Brexit, that was a thing about, it doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong in the reasons you dislike, have a problem with immigration, any of those things. You are a person, if you voted for Brexit, I guarantee you, there was probably two main parts about it. One was that you were sick of being told what to do by the EU. And the other part was, um, and you have some sort of you know, patriotic thing about the UK should be able to afford its own path a little bit more and make its own decisions and the second part of it I guarantee was something to do with immigration and feeling that we should at least be more selective and try and control it better and they've had all this time to do something about it and they haven't and it's, it's, it's you know we, we can see that the government doesn't actually want to do anything about this it's brought these policies up now because they're flapping when it comes down to it they know that they're fucked and they're flapping um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, with the people coming in legally and working and studying and doing qualifications and all those things, it does seem to be that it's reasonable to be. And I'm sure in some cases this exists. You're talking to me, but you have gone black. I am talking. Um, yeah, it seems to me that you should have some type of re return of service. Um, I know you can't hear me. It's fine. I'm just going to keep talking until I, I come back. But yeah, he's going to text. I can I can see him texting me. Going, I can't see you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems to me that you should have some sort of return of service with it. We have it in the military. If you sign back on, uh, if you sign on for, hang on, maybe I'm just going to text you back. It's a, oh dear. All right, we might have to do something about this because he, he's lost me completely. But I'll finish that point and then we'll, we'll try and do something about it. It'll make it easier for me to. Uh, just to sort this out, right? Um, I could have taken a picture. This is quite funny because he doesn't know I can see him. Anyway, yeah, in the military, as you people who said will know, and I'm sure in some job things you have to sign up a certain service thing. If you do a course, do a qualification that will uh, make things better for you, then you have to wait and maybe do two, three years so that that stuff has been. Uh, has been paid for by your service, effectively. Right. I'm probably gonna, we're probably going to end this one short because Hugh's lost me. Uh, let me just tell him. Fucking hell. What a joke. I've, I've just typed him in caps. <laughs> he thinks I'm shouting at him. Okay, well, we'll leave this one here. Here's what it is. We've had a technical problem. So, short one. We'll be back next week. Probably early next week. Tuesday, Wednesday seems to be the days that we drop these things. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.
please do if you uh oh I've if we've had over the last past couple of weeks we've had a few paid subscribers, new paid subscribers. That shit is massively appreciated. Um you know, they don't get anything particularly I write stuff every now and then. Uh they don't get anything particularly more for paying for it. They're literally just good dudes who go I get something out of this. Gaz and Hugh put their time into this. Um, so I'm just going to chuck them a fiver a month. Uh, some people pay. Actually, the, the last two paid people have paid for a year. So I've had you know, a year in the bag subscription of two people, which was great. So thank you to those people specifically. But yeah, chuck us a fiver a month. Um, it's appreciated. Just buys a brew, doesn't it? Buys a brew and uh, pays for me spend my time doing this and Hugh to get up and have to listen to me. So I will speak to you all next time. Tell us if we're talking shit. See you in a bit. Bye-bye.